Hello and welcome once again to Frost Media. I am Mr Monday and joining me today I've got JMO G, Nazara Nation and new and exclusive to Frost <gasps> Media, Invader Sam. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Wow. A new human on the podcast. Isn't this crazy? <laughs> you know what it is? It's because it's because popularity's gone up. Yeah. We we're we're in the process of, of G Fuel uh, yeah, sponsoring. G Fuel sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> and we need we need more people. So by the time that we're getting tens of thousands of downloads, we'll have like fifteen people at on least, this podcast. At least all at once. Wow. It'll, oh be tw- it'll be it'll be twenty four hours long. <laughs> I mean, they're so already too long to anyway, 30... so... Yeah, we get to 30 listeners. Are we going to have five people on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, well, I did want to mention that. So last month, well, well, I guess kind of this this month, last month, the last 28 days um, have been, like, crazy. Uh, we have had more downloads than we've had in, oh, man, probably ever, ever, like any of the podcasts. To be but honest, it's bloody year more edition. downloads than you've had hot dinners. That's it. <laughs> That's because I only eat Marmite sandwiches, JMO. So uh, I mean, it's not hard to get more, more, more things than hot dinners that I have. But uh... <laughs> 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 what a great joke, Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so uh, thank you all so much for um for listening. And it's probably because I promised that we'd have a new website by now, but we don't. So you're all probably really disappointed. But that is coming soon. So. <laughs> It was yes. definitely Eurovision, mate. It was, wasn't it? I knew it. I knew it. Eurovision was always was. the key to uh, the, to, the to key to of... our success. Yeah. And you always, you've always said, nah, I hate Eurovision. Blocked it on Twitter. Well, now who's laughing? Me. <laughs> well, we're gonna hear about that for for the next year. We're the most <laughs> biggest podcast because of Eurovision. We're gonna hear about it all the time now. So it was, unless it was... we get a big, unless unless we get a big. Uh... Ferrero Rocher? Unless a bigger <laughs> podcast, yeah. A Ferrero Rocher would be good as well, you know. Well, ben will be happy to hear that. It wasn't necessarily the last episode. The downloads were spread across all episodes. So oh, it, was more, it was more like a lot of new people had started listening and they just downloaded the back catalogue when they subscribed, you know. So a lot of new people had started listening, which is great. Blimey. Yeah. Let's hope they don't go back too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they realise we only do four podcasts a year, maybe five if we're lucky. <laughs> so is this officially the last podcast of the year then? Yeah, I guess it's got to be right. <laughs> We've reached August. That's a new milestone. I think I think that's enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what have we all been up to since we last spoke? Nothing. Working. <laughs> Work. Yeah. Ah. I know. Tell me about it. How exciting times, eh? There's really much, you know, work, come home, watch a few bits of stuff on TV, stuff like that, game a little bit. Watch that great it's new still uh, in... the YouTube channel, Mr. Monday, on YouTube, and watch a bit of that. Oh, yeah, I've been watching some of that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. I particularly enjoyed the Buffy the Vampire Slayer video. Well, the one where I honestly clearly couldn't be asked with the yeah, game. Yeah, you could not be asked at the end. I just could not stop laughing. <laughs> that game. It's oh, an original Xbox cool. game. It's a re- 
and I don't the controls obviously are mapped differently to an Xbox 360 controller to yeah. an original Xbox game and I was just like you know what I remember playing that <laughs> on like a demo disc or something <laughs> well I've probably got about as far as you did on the demo disc yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I was like fuck I forgot I've played this before <laughs> I miss those days you could just you didn't have to buy any games you just play the same demo over and over and over and over again <laughs> Good old official Xbox magazine, eh? Oh, yeah. Those are good times. You know, me and Ben both got our uh, comments pu- uh, published in the official Xbox magazine. Oh, I've my got, God, I've yes. Got both. I've got them both still as uh, little mementos. Wait, what was it? I've completely forgotten what it was. <laughs> Mine was, was it about Battlefield, Battle, yeah, Battlefield, Battlefield 3? Battlefield 3, yeah. Scroll Call of Duty, Battlefield 3 for your wing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like you on Twitter, actually. Yeah. That's the same thing. Talking about... When did that yeah. come out? 2011? Not much has yeah. changed in like nine years. No. Uh, exactly. So it's the same as his YouTube channel as well. Same comments. Oh, no. mate. It's, that's, that's cutting edge, my YouTube channel. Cutting edge. Cutting edge games from the you latest... Know prime content? It was prime content. It was that rare unboxing of that blue thing. Yeah, the, uh, the moon pie or the... Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Or the... Uh, no. Your goes, mystery you know, boxes. Oh, the mis- the mystery boxes. Oh, blue! Yeah. 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 That was prime content, wasn't it? That's, that, that was that was rare content, that was. That was, that was. that was pretty good. I've got him here. I've got him here. Say hello. I forget what blue <laughs> sounded like. Hello. <laughs> I've got him here. <laughs> oh, I was very excited to unbox that, you know. I really was. God, this oh, is a great God. advert for my YouTube channel. God, we're talking about it for so long. <laughs> well there you go that's the podcast yeah. over thanks for listening all see ya bye oh, <laughs> oh god I have a heart attack okay well today the format is going to be a little bit different but similar so we're not like pulling the rug out from under you completely we're still going to talk about um our entertainment uh engrams of the of the past month you know, you might call them media memoirs. You might. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be on brand, that would. <laughs> but uh, but we're only going to talk about two each because there is an extra person. So not to make the podcast, you know, crazy long. Okay. Um, so without further ado, welcome to the show. This is Frost Media. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm so close, so close, I can taste it, never stop chasing, no I'm gonna make it, I've had my doubts, tear them down quick, brick by brick by brick. Down quick, brick by brick by brick. So close, so close. 
Okay, so uh, I thought we'd get started with the newest member of the group, not to put her in hot water or anything. You've absolutely <laughs> landed her in I it. I have. I did warn uh, her beforehand that I was going to do this, so uh, she should be prepared. Right, Sam? I'm still not ready. <laughs> oh, we start again. <laughs> it's too late now. Yeah. It's too late. sounds no. like waiting for Will before the podcast starts. <laughs> Sorry, I'm while Will I was here on time and Will's another 20 minutes late. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to start off on a heavier note (laughs) (laughs) and talk about my music choice. I've been listening a lot, listening to a lot, (laughs) Taylor Swift's new album Folklore. And it's honestly, um, I don't know. I just wonder where this album was last year when I really needed it, honestly. It, it, It reminds me of, like, it takes me back to when... When I was a kid, I listened to Taylor Swift since I was a little girl, like whenever she was country music, not even a pop star yet. And it takes me back to that time when she was um, always playing acoustic guitars. And it's like it's really deep and it's really raw. Like, I feel like we're seeing a, t- a side of Taylor Swift that we don't often see because most of her stuff the past few years has been just all pop. And this has like no upbeat songs at all. So it's not for me, then. No, <laughs> no, I don't think you should listen to it. <laughs> you would not enjoy it at all. But it's it's my See, style. I've heard loads of good things about this album. I've heard there's people that wouldn't normally listen to Taylor Swift that have really liked yeah. this album because of the direction of it. I think is is it quite um is it all acoustic guitar stuff? Well, I wouldn't say it's all acoustic. I mean, not guitar, but um, it's all. Yeah, I guess just generally acoustic. Nothing is... It's indie is what it is. Like, the the whole genre of this album would just be indie, which I am, like, crazy for. So I really enjoyed that. But um, I've I've never heard lyrics as deep as the ones that are in this album. Like, honestly, I honestly cried when I listened to some of the songs, but I cry about everything, so that's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, she heard it when she first met me. Oh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't worry we all cried when we met will i cry every time i meet will yeah. yeah ben's just in tears floods <laughs> yeah we have we've spoken about taylor swift before like how different she is now in terms of her music like i'm guessing this is a lot more of a was this like a like a really personal album for her yes. that she did yeah. yeah yeah definitely like she just it really is what it's called, like folklore. It's it, it reminds me of just like sitting around a campfire telling stories about your yeah. life. Like she touches on things from her childhood, past relationships, um, like her outlook of love now. It's really personal and it really speaks to me and I love it so much. <laughs> I really don't have anything else to say about it unless I go so, into the, my favorite songs. <laughs> So have you um I mean have you got all of Taylor's albums? So is this one how many has she done now? Is it is this her fourth one? Well, I think you're. I don't even know. You know, with obviously and how she's matured as an artist, because mm-hmm. lyrically she's always been really good. Like her pop songs are her lyrics have always been really good, but she never got as much credit until the past couple of years so do you like the way that she's grown as an artist like she started off as this like pop artist that nobody really looked into lyrics until a couple of years down the line and now people are actually looking at her previous albums and seeing that those lyrics were really clever but at the time (coughs) nobody actually looked into the lyrics as deeply as they have done now and she's got this really nice climb that's gone up and sort of 
you know, do you appreciate the climb that she's done? Definitely. Um, I feel like I feel like this album really shows her maturity. Like everyone, everyone picks fun at Taylor Swift about all the relationships she's been in and how she writes a song about every ex she's had. But um, a few of these songs in her album actually really just shine through to how she's matured on her view of love and how she's not bitter anymore about her exes. Um, like I forget which song it is, but one of her so- one of the songs, the lyrics is. Um, I used to have like a cold axe to grind against all the boys that I loved before, but now I send gifts to their babies or something. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, she's so not that's as bitter. She's sort of like, um, but then I suppose with all her um, relationships, if she didn't have them all, then she wouldn't have much to write about. Right. And I think that sort of that's the perfect reason to uh, to get into a relationship, isn't it, Jamo? <laughs> yeah. well, so you can. Uh, <laughs> so you there can you go. Stuff. See. <laughs> 22 years and married for 12 you said, <laughs> I've got a book that I'm putting into an album it will be like not a double album this will be a double 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 album that just carries on about life in general just <laughs> Let me tell you, I could write several albums on being with Will, let me tell you <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Betrayal uh, All good stuff. I know. Of course it is. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it? We could, you know what? We, we could write an album about the podcast. Me and Ben could. Well, if you uh, if you if you don't remember, guys, I wrote a book. It's called uh, The Amazing Adventures of Frost. It's on Amazon uh, Amazon Amazon dot co dot uk now. You can download it for your Kindle device. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone actually lyrically? It's crap, mate. A few people downloaded it. I mean, it's like twenty pages. Times? Twenty pages of uh, of pure. Writing, pure words. Words. <laughs> yeah, I um, I haven't. Li- I've listened to a little bit of the new Taylor Swift, but uh, t- to be honest, I prefer kind of uh, her more upbeat kind of. Uh, Your you taste know. is just terrible. So. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I like I like sad, deep, emotional things. <laughs> <laughs> I love emotion, and I love the lyrics to mean something. I don't like listening to like mindless music all that much, as I call it. Yeah, she really hates my music tastes. No, I don't. We don't like Will's music taste. No, we yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, excuse me, uh, how many times were you in control of the car radio when you were here? Yeah. <laughs> she probably how many listened. times did you play music on long trips? Oh, God. How many hours of sleep have I listened to? <laughs> Not enough, I think, is the uh, response to that, no matter how many hours. It's okay, I love Selena. <laughs> okay, so what uh, what else um, did you want to talk about this time? Um, okay, oh yeah, my game. Um, so, <laughs> as you guys have probably seen on Mr. Monday's um, YouTube channel. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, $20 is coming in the post, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Jamo's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I... I... I need to set up a new YouTube channel now. We set up a counter YouTube channel. I know, it's a counter YouTube channel. Sorry, continue. Anyway, <laughs> we've been playing Fall Guys, the new phenomena that is Fall Guys. It is a... Uh, it seems like such a bright, cheerful game meant for children, and it's a good time, but... um. I've never played a game that makes me so, uh, like, irrationally angry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll come home from work and be like, 
yeah, we should play some Fall Guys. That'll be relaxing. Yeah, and then I'm more stressed than I am at work. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun, though. Um, like, when we first started playing it, the I guess the servers weren't prepared for all the people trying to play. But I've, I think they've worked on that and fixed it. Have they actually fixed that now? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, haven't, we haven't got dropped out as much. Yeah. <laughs> Like obviously, so this is a game. If you don't know, I'm I'm sure you do know, but if you don't, it's like a it's kind of like a battle royale, but it's more in the uh, in the in the vein of like total wipeout than you know, <laughs> uh, like a like a like a like yeah, yeah yeah those those kind of those kind of games. Yeah, and, I have uh, seen a lot of videos on it, including your video, Will. Oh, you have seen it. You've seen it on my YouTube channel. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I, watched it. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Did you did you mention you had a YouTube channel? I don't think you have yet. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll stop now, listen. <laughs> oh dear, but yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it is like just just ridiculous, and you just some of the levels. I mean, it is. I would say the game is like fifty percent luck and fifty percent skill, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We said that there are people that are hacking. Like why? Like hacking? Yeah. Who? <laughs> Hacks and cheats <laughs> in Fall Guys. I mean, they oh, like, just, like, these people oh. are doing these like speed hacks, and it's like, okay, well, oh, great, well done. <laughs> it's like, like I, I don't understand. I think people just, I think people get into a thing of they see a game and it doesn't matter what it is, they yeah, have to hack mm, at yeah. something. They have to cheat. Yeah, it's part of what they do. It's um, oh, yeah, it's a shame though. I know. Well, I get I get mad at the people that try to like grab you and push you off of things, <laughs> and Will's just like that's part of the game, babe. I think it's just part of the that's game. I'm like, well, I don't care. <laughs> I am the one doing it. Yeah, you know me, mate. Yeah, he I, does. I shot you in the back, didn't I? In a H one Z one. So <laughs> I like playing fairly, though. I, I think that's all all in good fun. Exactly. But... <laughs> no, I need to win. <laughs> <laughs> but I. I like you said, it's like it is like 50% luck because if you fall behind or just fall off of something and get taken back to the last checkpoint, like sometimes that's just make it or break it. Like you get eliminated. That's it. Like I seen that that round where like there are all those doors and only like one or two of them opened. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, it's just luck, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that one is pretty much happened. just uh, just luck. Like if you do and fall behind. And what's the one way. at the end where you go through the goo? Like the last level where you've got the platforms collapsing and you keep on going through to a different yeah, that's platform. Hex- that on the hexagon one, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Will loves that one. That's his favourite. I do enjoy that one. I don't... Sorry, Jamie. So are the so are all the games? Do they randomise the games? Yeah. So yeah. how many games is it in each round? Is it just the four rounds and then the hexagon game, or so, are there so like more rounds? So I think there's about there's, there's four different games that can be chosen for the for the first round um which is the seesaws it's like there's like one that kind oh. of load of platforms that twirl you around <laughs> there's like an obstacle course one and then there's something else it's another there's another one and then you have like the team ones which oh, is like God. the team tail tag where yeah some of the players have a tail and you've got to grab the tail off the other players from the other teams those are the worst. Yeah, there's like eggs is where you've got to go and get a bunch of eggs <laughs> and the team with the most eggs in their corner at the, at the end wins 
and then uh, and then there's the, like a, another one which is like balls that you have to get in each each side. So you have like your, your your intro task, then usually like a team a team round. Then you'll have another kind of round in the middle which can be anything. There's 26 levels apparently in total, and then the final round can only be there's only three different final rounds, which is the hexagon. <laughs> there's an obstacle course one which is a race to the crown, and then there's a, there's, a, there's an ending version of the team tail tag thing. So it doesn't. It's not always the hexagon round as your mm. last round, although that is the one that I like the most. Yeah, the uh, the seesaw round, the very first round, is by far my least favorite. <laughs> that is the one that makes me just like just want to just eat my PC <laughs> out the window. Does it Does it feel like though that? After a while, you're going to be like, okay, I need some different, some different rounds to start coming in now. Like, yeah, does it I feel like there yeah. are not enough rounds now that it's, you've played it for a while? Yeah, it definitely feels that way, and it always seems that <laughs> I get my least favorite ones because some of them I feel like I'm really good at, and I can make it in like the top twenty percent. But that one, it's just. <laughs> so they have actually added a new a new round already. One, but it is a final new round. And it's it's like a kind of one where it's like we have to, you know, that in in Total Wipeout where there's those things that go round a circle and you're on like a circular platform and you've got to jump oh yeah, and yeah, duck. yeah yeah it's kind of like that. Yeah. There is a normal version of that, but then there's now a final version of that where the floor kind of falls out from underneath you, so you've kind of got to worry about that as well. And they're announcing season two at Gamescom on Thursday, so uh, I think so. Actually, they're... that is quite quick. Yeah, so yeah. I, think, I think I yeah. think they're 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 Release aware because it is a yeah. game that you can play for an hour or so and then and then kind of leave it. You get I don't think you could play it for too long without no. either, like throwing <laughs> your controller through your screen or uh, you know just getting bored. <laughs> I suppose the thing is as well nowadays though if you've got if you've got a game that's got a massive following in a quick time, um, you've got to, you've got to keep at it straight mm. away. People want seasons quickly. Yeah. Uh, um, it's a bit like when Apex Legends came out. That you know, basically season one was over within like four or five weeks, I think. Yeah. And then already they wanted season two of it. And you've you've got to keep people interested because there's a lot of people that have moved across from Fortnite at the moment over to this um, game, haven't they? Yeah. So um, yeah, gamers. You've got to keep so those quickly. people interested. Yeah. 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 You've got to keep them interested. You've got to keep the. Um, the impulse of players just go into it. You've got to keep that rush of them. Um, and as soon as you stop updating these games, then people leave and go to something else. Um, That's why Fortnite has been so successful because they've done that and they've yeah. also made it made these huge events mm. that happen yeah. that yeah. completely shake up the game. And I wouldn't be surprised if Fall Guys tries and does something similar down the road. When yeah okay you can keep releasing new game modes but are people still going to be like oh it is still the same concept you know are they going to try and do something really left field you know six months yeah down the road but we'll see mm-hmm. that's the thing I love that about that's one of the things I love about Fortnite actually the fact that they have the events in fact the events are better than in my mind I know my son is in the other room playing it with his mates at the moment online <laughs> but i will just say that fortnite for me i'm not really into the game because i prefer pubg and that but i love the events and you always feel like when there's an event going on i'll go into my son's room and i'll watch it with him and i'll always yeah. be amazed by the event and if full guys can do events like that it just brings so many more people into the fold so many people 
<laughs> Sorry, my window's open, but it's obviously <laughs> fairly hot still. You sure that's your window and not not left over <laughs> from earlier? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes to both. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, Sam, what is your um, song? <laughs> I'm going to pick a really sad one, so sorry. but Here we go! Th- <laughs> this <laughs> is me trying. Taylor Swift. Okay, so uh, this month I have been playing many games, um, but the one I want to talk about is actually one that came out maybe two days ago, uh, and it's uh, Train Sim World 2. Oh, yes. Now. Yes. <laughs> now we're walking. Now this we're This is the word. <laughs> this is the top quality content that people listen to this for. It is. It really is. <laughs> now, you may be familiar, or you might not be familiar, with uh, with Train Sim World. 
basically it's the, it's the same guys that develop actually um train simulator the train simulator games which is a separate franchise believe it or not which is crazy <laughs> it's nuts <laughs> why do too anyway in this one you can you can get out of the train you can walk around the platforms you know you can do all these fun things you can restock newspapers you can restock medical Whoa. kits you can Whoa. put up missing posters put up safety cones there is literally even get off your train and get, get on another get on one another one leave your train, leave, leave, leave your train there which is mad and then i guess you'd kind of be stuck unless you walk the whole distance because uh the train at the station that was behind yours wouldn't be able to leave because you're still there wow what a what a what it's a just, palaver it's just a mess of the game <laughs> yeah but, and if um, you're lucky you can even read a train timetable as well oh, that's right. attached they're to in the game and you better yes, believe right. i'm gonna be on time <laughs> <laughs> but the the, the the fun thing about this the, the new game is that the london underground baker loo line is in the game and it's the first the time. Only one it's yeah, it's so just the Bakerloo line. Just the Bakerloo, okay. Yes. Now there are train simulator games that you can, um, you know, that you can buy that have the underground in them. I think um, I forget what it's called, but there's an old kind of German developed game that is just an underground one. But this is the first time the underground has been realised in a modern train simulator. And I have got to say, it is cool as shit, <laughs> right? To be able to kind of drive I... an underground train. <laughs> I can't wait to use the camera mode to get some nice scenery. Yeah. So obviously <laughs> yeah, the there's a tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a black tunnel. Awesome. There's a workman. Yeah, there's a workman. There's, there's some passengers. <laughs> so what, what's what's cool to me is that they've recreated some of these the bigger stations in, inside properly. So like um you know um Baker Street is recreated, and it looks exactly the same as it does on the Bakerloo line in real life, like Embankment Station has those wacky little lines all over the place on the side like it does in real life. And they've gone to great lengths to recreate this. And it does obviously go outside the Bakerloo line at the beginning and end. So you do have outside sections as well, which is which is cool. But I just think like and the simulation's quite good this time around as well. Like uh a lot of the buttons work in the cab you could do a lot of oh, things yeah you can yep. change your air conditioning setting and things Ooh. like that like <laughs> open windows open doors and you can even like leave the train running and go and sit down in the train and just let it go you know let it crash into something let, let it crash into something yeah. Yeah. just the freedom let it just crack on <laughs> the freedom is 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 a lot of fun in the game uh, and obviously having the London Underground as as a, one of the main tracks for this for this kind of game is is a huge draw because it's it's rare to find. The real question, a... Bill. Yeah. The only question. The only question. Is can you go to the Dis Station? Unfortunately, the Norwich to London line has yet to be inst- oh. you know, implemented. Although you can do not in this version, but I think in in the past game you could do um you could do Norwich to Great Yarmouth. Ooh. Yeah, you could do Norwich to Great Yarmouth. Ooh. So you never know; it could you come. It could day. come eventually. We might well, be getting Greater Anglia trains. <laughs> well, see, with train, the first Train Sim World, because I I played Train Sim World when it came to the game, Xbox Game Pass mm. uh, at the start of this year. I think it was end of February. It came on to the first one came on to Game Pass. But after you've done a few of the like training bits to set up how you controlled the trains. <clears throat> You can actually use the switches because they have mapped other tracks that are not actually in the route of the game. But you can flip this, the switches and go into like um, 
other track areas that aren't listed in the game. Oh, that's nuts. So you can actually, you can actually, yeah, I know. See, it gives you a bit of freedom, I but you have to. Um, it's like pop yeah, out the train so, and like change the change the the track uh, directions. Yeah, well, you know when you got the, you get to the switching areas on the mm-hmm. track, so you have to when you're when you're controlling the train. God, this is an interesting. <laughs> so, when you're controlling the train, you can um you can you obviously have to switch the tracks at the signal junctions. Mm-hmm. Well, on the the first train sim world, because you do the um Paddington to Reading line. So as you're coming out of Paddington and as you're heading towards Reading as well, you can, there's options where the tracks veers off to the left and they do have switching signals. So you can just go down these tracks for a little bit. And it, there is other tracks mapped out within it, but you almost have to find them. Mm. And then, you know, the stations, you can't really stop at the stations, but there are other routes within the game. Um, but it's Man. all once you get used to... Um, actually driving the trains and mm. once you've done a couple of stops and do you make sure you press the button to let your passengers off and then on again yes yeah. and because i've kind of i've got it down I made that massive <laughs> you didn't let them off we just left them open no, well i was stuck falling out yeah, i i don't <laughs> understand why the train wouldn't move in so obviously it won't move if you've got the doors open. And I couldn't work out why the train's not moving because I saw the little symbol that tells you when people are getting off the train. So then I thought, okay, that's fine. And then I've accelerated off and my train's not going anywhere. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then obviously because the the way the actual the sim works, your, your main um, control area is a bit like how it is in the flight simulator games. You've got loads of little buttons and switches that you just move the controller cursor over to actually flip the switch and i was there the first time i played started it i was like for 10 minutes i couldn't work out <laughs> what i'd done wrong and why the train wouldn't move i also did that jmo but i just had my cab window open and i was wondering why the hell my cab window being open would stop the train from being able to move but apparently it does there are a few other tracks in the game at the moment obviously it's just come out and uh, train simulator is notorious for uh having very expensive DLC packages yep. for most of its other tracks. But you get the um, uh, Bakerloo line, you get a, a line in Germany with the really super fast ICE trains built by uh, Siemens, which is nuts. They're, they're, they're really, like, they go up to like 350 kilometers an hour, which wow. is crazy. <laughs> and uh, you also have a line in America. And obviously America's train system is, not more, is, is more um, uh, freight-based that it is passenger based so you have a freight line in them in, in america to, to to play with as well and they've also brought over a few of the old uh, favorite tracks from uh, the first trains in world as well but you have to pay for those <laughs> of course you do again uh, it's surprising though, that they've, yeah. it's surprising i think i know this they're, they're two different audiences but i am surprised that they've brought this out pretty much the same week that microsoft flight simulator has come out yeah with the hype behind that game mm. it's just it's this game i i know that in, in the simulator world maybe it's like you know there are still going to be trained sim enthusiasts that are going to want to play it mm. over a flight simulator but i don't know there's just so much hype around flight simulator yeah this 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 like not that not that train sim world 2 was was, was going to get loads of hype or anything <laughs> or it was gonna like draw in millions of uh sales but i don't know it just it just seems 
weird. Well, I'll be honest, they recognised us. They liked our tweet on Twitter, Frost Media, about Train Sim World, even though I was oh taking the piss. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you believe it? Mate, I should have said that I can't wait for forklift truck driver simulator. I mean, that's coming soon, isn't it? That already exists, doesn't <laughs> you know? it? Yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah, they're going to be forklift truck sim yes. too. I know. Well, I want Euro you truck know, simulator. You know, it's like Christmas for simulator, fam. That's the one, yeah. Oh, or man. what's the other one? Warehouse loading simulator. <laughs> That's the one to I mean, get. If you can think of it, it probably exists. It's right? probably a simulator. Yeah. There's, 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 there's a, there's a, there's a, isn't there a simulator for like grass? Mm-hmm. Or something like growing bee, grass. Bee simulator. All sorts of simulators. Any comments on train simulator, Sam? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I think Sam had left the podcast by then. She's like, "Oh my god, what am I doing here?" Sam, They're talking Sam, about train simulators. <laughs> Sam, you are lucky no. that there is not multiplayer. <laughs> oh well. No, I enjoy watching Will play it. It's just not for me. I mean, cause, just because I don't understand how to even drive a train. I guess I don't know. Just press that's, forward. That's, that's the beauty of it. You know? Press forward. Forward. Actually, uh, just hope don't for the best. Will knows how to drive train. <laughs> I could basically be a London Underground train driver now. You that's basically all you need, could, that's all you need to it? do, isn't it? That's all you need to yeah. do. I could just apply, shouldn't I? Experience. <laughs> Five hours in Train Sim World 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, anyway, on to my, uh, on to my, next, on to my next thing. <laughs> um, everybody's, everybody's talking about this, uh, I think... Everybody's talking about it, um, and it's not even out yet. But everyone, everyone's Treat. talking about it. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's uh, talking about bug snacks. Oh no! <laughs> this, this doesn't about count. What? It's not out. But what? I'm not. I'm not talking about the game. I'm not talking about the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about um, talking about talking about bug snacks. Uh, kind of bug and kind of snack. Want to catch them in your trap? Oh, Come to Snack Tooth Island and discover it's bug snacks. You know, the song by Kero Kero Benito for Bug Snacks is probably my most played song of the year so far, and it is fantastic. If you uh, if you look, if we just if we just oh, look God, at the uh, if we just look at the lyrics, it might give us some uh, some some oh, insight no. into into the into the game. Now I'm 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 quoting here uh, from the uh, from the lyrics. You're right there, JMO. I, I just need to. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I, I just I, um, need to. Uh, I I I need to lie down. I think. I just, right. I just I, I just. To, I need to lie down. <laughs> Insomniac, I know you're loving this. Like you're listening to this right now. Like it just. I could just. Anyway, the uh, lyrics. The lyrics. Okay. Because this game is shrouded in mystery, as we've seen. Both of the trailers have kind of ended on. Um, shrouded in it. Mysterious notes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the, the lyrics go to solve, um, make some new friends to solve the mystery. An expedition thirteen strong of grumpuses who all set off, seeking out a better life on Snacktooth Island. They did find a tasty quest to fill the hole that many feel inside their soul. Venture deep to reach the truth, and maybe you'll learn something too. Now isn't that mysterious? I feel like I feel like I've suddenly switched on an audiobook for some children's. <laughs> children's story <laughs> so obviously in the bug snacks trailers we've seen that it, it has strange elements to it you know 
I mean, at the, at the end of the first bug sacks trailer, there was obviously that that giant bug sack that then attacked the camera. No. And then at the, at the end of the second bug sacks trailer, they kind of it kind of zooms into a creepy looking cave, and your Grumpus character falls and hits their head on a rock. What what could you know? The 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 mystery is here, guys, to to figure out in front of our eyes, venture deep and reach the truth. Jmo. <laughs> Do you remember what bug snacks is? Do you guys uh, not know what bug snacks is? It was, was it that that fruit? Are you guys not fucking talking about bug snacks? What, what was it? I don't. Was that fruit game? Oh my god! Was the fruit game with the yeah, bug guys. snacks? Kind of bug and kind of snack. You guys got to be kidding me! I've been tweeting about bug sex for a solid month. <laughs> yeah. Do you see my picture on the, yeah. on on Skype? Well, yeah. Right? That's a bug snack. Like, well, I haven't got a clue what it is. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm the same. I don't know what How bug is this game is. Not... I feel like I'm out of the loop on something or something. How have at you the guys moment? not been caught <laughs> by the by this game? How have you guys not been like hook, line, and sinkered by the premise of bug snacks? I can see it's coming out for the PS4. Oh, yes. It it comes out PS5 and PS4 and PC on December. In December. But I'm I'm not talking about... Oh my god, it's a PS5 launch game. It is. Guys, how... (laughs) Sam, come on. Please. (laughs) Well... I, I get to hear about it all the time, guys. I know all about bug snacks. What do you want to know? Literally, I'm always talking about bug snacks. What, He's always thinking about snacks? bug snacks. He's always talking about yeah. bug snacks. Is it a bugs snacks or is it's, it a bug snacks? It's kind of bug and kind of snack. Catch them in your trap. Come to snack tooth island and discover it's bug snacks. God. He's gonna have his trap. Yeah. Anyway, well, what's Jeez, the... <laughs> I'm going to have a stroke in a minute. <laughs> this is fucking podcasting gold, I've never gold, seen... Lads. Okay, guys, but I, I haven't seen anyone, anyone that's as excited for this game as Will is. Oh, that, that usually happens. He's the, he's the biggest yeah. fan of this game thus far. They need to, they need to make a collector's edition. Yeah. So it's I like can Need get for Speed him. to run all over again. I've been playing yeah. through the run recently as well, lads. Yeah. I played that again on stream the other day. Holds up perfectly. Oh, anyway, but yes, yeah, so Bug Snacks is a game, and basically, as I've just uh, you know described in the song title, <laughs> it's an island where bugs are the snacks, and mm-hmm. these characters go to go to the island of uh, Snack Tooth Isle to discover the discover the mystery of bug snacks. And when you eat a bug snack, you become a part of you becomes that snack. So say you ate a strawberry. Then you would uh, have, um, you know, strawberry arms afterwards because they would turn into those. You know, what's the mystery? How how do we, you know, the mystery is crazy. And, and the song for the game was written by Kero Kero Benito, who you may have heard of. I think I've talked about them on the podcast previously. Yeah. And it's catchy as yeah. hell. And I fucking listened to it about 50 times already. He's obsessed. So he's putting it lightly. <laughs> If you eat asparagus, does that mean one of your legs becomes an asparagus leg? Yep. You get green if you wee. were to eat, yeah, green wee. Um, I can't, I can't, I can't comment happens... on the genital situation of grumpuses, so I don't, I don't know how to. What, what happens when you eat a cucumber? 
Oh. Damo, that's <laughs> dirty. Oh, like I, an aubergine. I don't know where you're going. <laughs> what happens when you eat tomatoes? <laughs> well, what about Brussels sprouts? I want to know what eat. Got... That's the fun Brussels of the game. Sprouts, you know, you kind of eat the. So, you eat the... I, don't, I don't know if you eat broccoli. The if, if you have some broccoli, that becomes your hair. That's it, basically, Jamie. You, you, what you are, you are what you eat. But the mystery, the mystery is the intriguing part, you know, because in each trailers, which you'll now have to go and watch after this episode, you know, there's kind of like spooky little little teasers of like, oh, maybe it's all not, maybe it's not all bug snacks and, oh. and rainbows, you know. I still don't know what a bug snacks is. Oh, there's no. literally a picture of bug snack <laughs> on my Skype picture bin. A bug. I'm gonna have a look. Yeah, is it in the is it in the chat? It's in my, it's my picture, it's my Skype picture, guys. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a, I thought that was a Pikmin. Pikmin. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, they look like. You guys not watch the PS5 announcement video? So basically, it's Pikmin. It's Pikmin. It's 4. not fucking yeah, Pikmin because yeah. you're not fucking moving. I understand up. now. <laughs> 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 anyway, oh, so that's, that's Bugs and Hex. We it. talked about Bugs I Hex. don't know what, what you were trying to tell us about it, but that was it. <laughs> you didn't even say anything about you how you say think anything about it. Yep. About how what? it's going to be a horror yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like it looks it looks like there's spooky bits at the end, so it could be you know sneaky, like cheeky little, you know, oh it's a horror game surprise because it looks all so friendly and fun, but then there's mystery to it at the end. Okay. Venture deep and you will find whatever it said in the bug lyrics snacks. there. Anyway, bug yeah. snacks. I'll talk more this about is... bug snacks on future podcasts. Oh, I look forward to it. <laughs> I look forward to finding out what the hell is a bug snacks. Anyway, anyway just I a just, bug snacks special. every time, <laughs> every time I see bug snacks, if I see it when it comes out, I'm I'm, I'm always going to think of this podcast. Yeah, and Will's <laughs> love of. Bug snacks. I found an easy way to trigger Will now as well, which yeah, just, is just tell perfect. Him just ask him what bug snacks are. Yeah. What is what is a bug snack? It's, it's great. <laughs> anyway, so my song um for this week is uh, it's Bug Snacks by Kara Carolito. Oh. Is it really? Who the thought?
of grampuses who all set off seeking out a better life on snap tooth island they did find a tasty quest to fill the hole that many feel inside their soul venture feet to reach the truth and maybe you'll learn something too you might think it sounds impossible till you've seen a sandwich climb a I've been playing um, Darksiders Genesis, and I know we've spoken of Darksider games a while ago because uh, I yeah, sort of they f- yeah they fell off my radar because Darksiders 2 was pretty dreadful and it's pretty much been on everything except the kitchen sink in terms of game wise and consoles and everything. So. I think Darksiders originally came out in that 2010. It was one of the first games of 2010, and it was a really good game. Yeah. And they sort of they built like a a really good sort of art style. It looked great. It was all about the four horsemen of the apocalypse taking on like the devil and these massive demons, and it was done like a Legend of Zelda type game. And then they've had two sequels after it. Dark Sizes 2 was pretty rubbish. It never even went close. But what happened was because Dark Sizes 2 was on every single console, it sort of killed the brand mm-hmm. before it got a chance to actually build up. Whereas, like, as we said, Dark Sizes 1 is pretty much an almost a legendary game from the last 10 years. Yeah. Or it's just, you know, it's it's got a big fandom behind it. Definitely. And then obviously Darksiders 3, which came out last year, um, was a bit... Nobody really played it. And that focused on Fury, which was a female character, and she had, like, whips and chains, and she was really kick-ass. But <laughs> nobody really played it, and nobody caught on to the game at all. Yeah. So, which is a shame, because, again, the graphic style and, you know, all that thing of a hack and slash in, like, hell really... Um, really sounds cool so then come to what they did was they um released a game called dark size of genesis on the pc i think in december last year and then it came to the consoles uh february time this year um and they basically took the dark siders hack and slash thing and they turned it into a diablo dungeon crawler type thing and it's obviously it's appeared on to game pass the past month and I've gone back to it. Well, I've gone to it 
because I've been I was looking at getting it for the Switch, and then I saw it come up on Game Pass, and I thought, well, I'll give it a try on the Xbox. And I absolutely love it. I love being back in the Darksiders lore and the world because this is all set as a prequel to the original Darksiders game. So you control the main character from the original Darksiders, which is War, and he's quite a big bulked up character with all these like big swords and everything. And you also control his brother, and his brother's called Strife, and he's got like these two guns. Obviously, he's got sword as well. His mannerisms, he's, he's actually quite similar to maybe Deadpool in the sound of how he talks and his banter. You know, he's very much um, tongue-in-cheek type character. And basically, this all sets up, as I say, it's a prequel to the original Darksiders, but it's done in a Diablo setting type mm. style. Um, mm. It really, really works for Darksiders. And I know there's a lot of games that I've tried to do the Diablo style setting and sometimes it sort of comes off as just a, you know, a cheap imitation of the Diablo games. So Darksiders Genesis, um, it looks and feels like a Darksiders game. You've still got all the hack and slash stuff, but because of the amount of enemies that are on screen coming at you, it works within the Diablo structure as well. So... You have these really big sprawling levels. You get to ride horses with like all your um, dark art style graphics around the horses. It looks really cool. Mm. Um, massive, massive bosses. You know the boss battles they take up most of the screen. Um, but it's a really good return to form for the Dark Siders franchise. And I've done a. Li- I've been looking up as I've been playing it, and I've noticed there's a lot of people come into Darksiders Genesis because it's on Game Pass, but also from the Switch version as well. And it seems to be one of these games that's a bit of a slow burn in that people are just discovering it now. The fact that it's um, online multiplayer or it's co-op as well. And it's a lot of fun. If you're playing on your own, you can switch between the characters quite easily, um, but only one of the main characters appears at one time. And both both of them, whereas War is quite a strong, close-in character, with Strife with his guns, he's very good for like ranged attacks and boss battles where you're fighting from a distance. Um, it's it's a really, really good game. It's even got some platforming sections within the Diablo-style setting, and the platforms, the platforming sections you'd think would be pretty rubbish, but they actually work really well. And it's obviously got puzzles in there like the original Darksiders. Um, I'm I'm really impressed with it. It does have problems in terms of the actual... Sometimes you'll lose a character behind the camera and you'll get this little blue silhouette come up because you can see the character running around in the scenery. It That bit doesn't work so well for me. It, I, I get a little bit confused. Um, and also they've got a map screen that where you actually actually find the map before obviously the maps open up and the map screen itself is not as clear as maybe it should be you know you just see an area where you're in rather than where the character's moving to um but other than that i'm it's a really good rebirth for darksiders uh, they've got another system in there as well called a monster core so you build up 
so when you defeat these bosses or when you defeat any of the monsters within the game you get these cores that you build up and you've got a little menu screen and this helps build up your powers within your battles so every big monster you get starts a new sort of monster core which then enhances your powers and obviously you can level up the um, abilities you have from gaining these monster cores so you can go once you finish a section you can always go back to that section to re-get the extra monster cores so you can build your abilities up again um yeah it's a it's just a really good fun game i think um it's nice to see Darksiders come back. I think it's something that's sort of been missing from the genre, that sort of hell type of um, character. Because it, as a character, War, the main character, is a really cool-looking character. And he's a, you know, it's very good focus to it. I don't know, have you guys played it at all or seen no, it? I, I, I played the very first one, and I really enjoyed it back in the day. But I mm. never... But I, I never had the urge to really play any of the, the following ones because I just felt like oh, I'd already played it, you know? Yeah. I'd, I'd already played the first one and I'm probably just going to get exactly the same experience. But it is, it is interesting that they've decided to, to, to reboot it's it. It's almost copied. Yeah. Like as it's, an isometric RPG. That is... I mean, yeah. and they're, they're, they're obviously completely trying to get a new um, player base... Especially, yeah. especially, and and you say about this the whole Diablo um, link, and the, and you know Diablo is obviously, whilst it's a lot more uh, fantasy, it is still, um, it is still, I don't know, it's like there there are elements of like d- uh, demons and and demonic. There's like a demonic yeah. nature to some of the things, so they might have seen what happened with that whole thing that happened at. Uh, blizzard with was it diablo which diablo was it that they were announcing and then it was like a mobile game instead of oh the one yeah it was the latest one wasn't yes it? and, and yes. I, I wonder if they've seen that and thought hold on we've got we've got a little we've got a uh, player base here who might be interested in in this theme whilst it's not fully into that fantasy th- theme that diablo goes into it, it you know then they might have thought you know what let's let's dip into there and see if we can grab some people and bring them because i bet you any money you like that the dark siders franchise hasn't done very well in terms of like game by game i bet i bet that yeah. the the last num you know the, the the i don't even know what the last game was but dark siders fury dark siders 3 it came out last year fury i think no it was dark siders 3 and the character's name was fury sorry okay okay yeah, yeah. so i don't know I don't I don't exactly know how well it's sold, but I can't imagine it's sold very well. It's not one of those franchises that's huge. Um, so this this is an interesting this is an interesting tactic, and and I'm I'm because I, I'd heard of it, but I didn't actually know that it was an isometric RPG. And it's got really good reviews. People are loving it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got. So remember in the first game, you had um, the guy that you brought all your stuff from, Volgrim. I think he's like sort this of, demon. Yeah, I kind of remember yeah. it, yeah. So he, you meet him in the game, and basically it's like a hub area. So when you get to him, his hut, you meet Volgrim for, the, Volgrim for the first time. And he's a really interesting and very funny character because he's quite. Um, 
he's weird with him himself, but he's very funny and he's he's got quite a personality about him. And so the first time you get into this area and then you can explore this hub area and there's other little sort of platforms and there's other characters that you open up later in the game that stay in this hub area. So again, it's like the Diablo 3 hub area yeah. where things sort of expand out. Um, but then when I got, when I first met Revolgrim in the game, it all started to fit together because you go through the first level and it's just your, your standard isometric <coughs> dungeon crawler. But then once you get to the hub area and everything opens up and you're like, I'm really on board with this game now. I love the look of it. I think more so than any other Darksiders game besides the first one. I really like the look of it. I think mm. the graphics and the actual, the world of Darksiders comes alive a lot more. Um, as I say, there are problems with the camera sometimes, but other than that, it just looks the part and it doesn't feel any different to the, other Darksiders game it just feels like yeah. it should be in this um this view certainly for the next couple of years just to build it up again <clears throat> I think the fact that you're online or you can do couch co-op because it's a lot of fun when you play it couch co-op mm. a lot of fun and it yeah and there's other there's skins to find it there's a lot of stuff to actually find within the game once you find your feet with it mm. um and I even thought about buying the um the art book as well because i'm that much into the game that into that's it cool. that's cool nice yeah i love it i i really love it i think it's fantastic so um yeah cool, moving cool, on cool beans so yeah dark siders genesis every time you um, say the word dark jmo i keep thinking you're gonna say dark souls because that's just all yeah, dark. i thought you were gonna mention dark <laughs> yeah. souls right dark anyway souls. Dark souls. what's next i don't know it's uh, hold up just see sam are you still awake through that yeah sam is sam there yeah there you yeah, go i wasn't was sure whether we bored you with it yeah that's right <laughs> I, just, um, I don't yeah. really like diablo i really don't like the top down view in games <laughs> yes ah there you go <laughs> i mean that's, just, that's cool i didn't have anything positive to say so i figured i shouldn't say anything at all <laughs> yeah that's my job no to be the negative. that's all right yeah that's fine that's what will does so you know yeah. pixel graphics <laughs> top down games get those out of here now <laughs> uh, so moving on will we Hello. have some music in common do we so <gasps> yes we do Jamie, you haven't been listening to selena gomez <laughs> oh He's thankfully i haven't cult. Uh, the cult, yes. That's <laughs> it. I've just listened to um, Bug Snacks or whatever the theme. Oh. <laughs> Bug Snicks. Snickers. <laughs> yeah, I've even forgotten about the name so quickly. <laughs> so, yeah, going back. You remember a couple of months ago, you went to a gig where you saw Creeper supporting. Who was it they were supporting? It was Baby Metal, JMO. Baby Metal, of course. So, basically... That was the start of their new, like, phase, their new mm -hmm. story. So I think it was way back in 2018, me and my brother went to the Coco in Camden, which is a really amazing venue that's in. It's sort of like an old-fashioned ballroom. Um, but obviously it goes Every floor have got balconies, so it looks like a mini Royal Albert Hall, but it's obviously for rock gigs and everything like that. So... Mm. Me and my brother didn't know at that time that basically it was the last Creeper gig. So when they ended the gig, they came on stage, 
lead singer Will, who's called Will as well. He um oh, good name. He announced to the crowd that that was the end of their tour, and that's the last time you're ever going to see him play live. And each <laughs> they basically did this ceremony where they took off their leather jackets, which had the Creeper logo on the back, and they put them on the stage. And then each member of the band did exactly the thing. They laid their jackets down on the stage and they had this weird video image on the back wall playing. And it was like a dark horror type video image with a Leonard Cohen poem going across the top of it being read out. And me and my brother didn't know what to make of it, but it was all very theatrically done. Mm. Um, And that phase of that was basically Creeper at that time were like this dark punk well they call it theatrical gothic punk that's what they were calling it um so basically that was the end of that phase of creeper Mm -hmm. the gig that you went to when they supported baby metal that was the start of their new phase so basically they've got a new album out called um sex death and the infinite void and obviously the name of the album is fantastic it's got this really cool imagery on the front cover on the album which could be a really cool tattoo mm-hmm. so it's basically a, a glam rock um love story between the two characters it's a concept album of type um but it's it doesn't play out like a concept album in that it's very easy to listen to so whereas their first album eternity in your arms was very much an album which was as i say it was very punky it had some really nice melodic moments um hannah the keyboardist for um creeper she sang on a few tracks just had a few tracks to her own and she's a really good singer um so then we come to sex death and the infinite void this is a they've done it more as a concept album in this that it's it's got moments of poetry in between the songs and they're read out in quite a they're read out mainly by hannah the keyboard player um the story of is of two ill-fated lovers um and obviously the female of the story she has a really horrible boyfriend that she leaves to go to this new lad that she really likes called Roe. Roe is like this um this goth, very creative goth that comes into the town that she lives and obviously they're immediately attracted. So that's the story of the album and it plays out. It's a they come across as each song tells a different part of the story. Um it starts off very glam punky, glam rock, and then as the album goes on it starts to change over a bit. There's there's sounds. Some of the songs sound a bit like Bowie. Some of it sounds like T-Rex. Some of it sounds like Fleetwood Mac when they go towards the end of the album. And then they bring it back and there's a punky vibe to it as well. And then at the end, there's a really nice um, ballad with um, just Will Gould, the lead singer, just playing the piano. And there's this a beautiful ballad. But it's it's the story the album tells. And coming from where Creeper were a couple of years ago, what I didn't realise, they've done a podcast to go alongside this album. And the podcast actually tells the story of the making of the album. Little did anyone know that 
the making of this album, there's a story behind it as well, because the band themselves, when they came off stage at the Coco in Camden in 2018, the following week, the lead guitarist um, had a, a complete breakdown and um, he was sectioned. And it's quite a serious story, but it also tells of a the positive side of things that you can come through things to where they are with this album also whilst they were making the album the lead singer his father-in-law passed away as well at the same time and obviously each member of the band seemed to have something going whilst they were trying to get this album made there was other things going on as well and so the fact that this album got made and it's also so good and it tells a story and the musical accomplishment on there. So take tracks like um, there's a track called um, Poisoned Heart, which starts off a little bit like um, maybe Roy Orbison or sounds Roy Orbison doing like a Nick Cave type voice. And then it breaks out into this amazing chorus. This is actually like a main point of the story as well. So if they ever did it, there's talks about this album being turned into like a theatre production because it has that flow to it. It's done, it's almost done in three acts or stages. So whereas the first act is the introduction with the little poems, the second act is like a deeper part of the story. And obviously the third act is almost like the coming out of the darkness, but also there's there's like some reflection on there um i was absolutely blown away by it because i wasn't expecting this album to be what it is especially after everything that the band have gone through with the making of the album mm-hmm. and also from where their first album was a proper like as i say theatrical punk punk album this one has got a real glam rock style to it um it's a it's a very American album, but it's also a very British album at the same time. It seems to hit both sides of the musical genre. Um, and I love albums that can do something a little bit different. You know, like Green Day's American Idiot done something completely different. Mm. And I absolutely love that album for it. And I like a band that I don't, I think we've said it before, when bands change their style and they alienate the fans, that's a bad thing. But when they actually do something quite creative and especially on your second album to do an album like this is a very brave move. But it actually makes them uh, listen to it. It's such a coherent album to listen to as well that you're involved in the story. So each of the songs you can take as a song on its own or you can really get involved with the story on board. And I absolutely love it. I think it's got so much to it. Um, that I wasn't expecting. I was so pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, it's it's fantastic album. It really is. Nice. Yeah, I've actually listened to it a little bit. Not. Um, I, I clearly should have listened to it all at once, uh, from what you're saying. But I've listened to a few of the songs, and I do. I I quite enjoy some of them. Yeah. I, but I guess to it, but you've certainly sold me on it. Like yeah. everything that you said <laughs> is what I like. So. Uh, it's a it's a great story uh, their first album eternity in your arms actually had a story to it it was a narrative of like a ghost hunter um trying to find his wife who had passed away 
But obviously, it was only in a, a couple of songs on the album that they actually went into those moments. Um, so they, they're clearly setting themselves up to do something a little bit different. But also, because initially, the the, work, the hardest thing that Creeper had initially is they were passed off as like a Mike Hamill romance copycat band, which, to be honest, is not a bad thing because the first two Mike Chemical romance albums are pretty damn good. So then, yeah, all the My I, Chemical Romance albums are good. Right? Right. <laughs> there you go. See, I think I love Welcome to Black Parade. I thought that was a fantastic album, and that was sort of on the same. I think these albums probably share the same. They shame this. This they share the same sort of musical area, the same sort of musical volumes, mm-hmm. and. I think the actual world that this album's in would probably be in the same world as Welcome to the Black Parade. Um, just it's set in Southampton rather than obviously in America. <laughs> yeah. um, the it's a really... lamb of Southampton. Exactly. Well, that's where the band are from. But they actually recorded, they were writing this album. They went over to LA to do some of the recording and production on the album so they could get certain things done with it over there that they couldn't do in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a, like I say, it's a fantastic album. The Im- the imagery of the album, it just looks so cool. Um, and as a band, I think they're going to be one of these bands that constantly change their style yeah. and they constantly evolve. There's, I th- they've got the... The lead singer, Will Gould, has a massive love for um, David Bowie and the Spiders from Mars, Ziggy's Stardust and the Spiders from Mars album. He has a massive love of that album. So, and it shows. Nice. So uh, what's uh, what's your song for the the week, J-Mo? I would like to choose Annabelle. Yes! Creeper. That's the best one, J-Mo. Nice. Yes! Yes!
Okay, so uh, at the bottom of the pack, it's oh, Ben. How are you? Bringing up the rear. <laughs> Save well, the best till last. Well, I feel like I feel like we need to show some love to film and TV because well, right. we've, we've, we've had you... games, we've had music, we've had no film and TV. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be championing the film and TV club today, and I'm gonna start off with some TV. Ooh. So I, me and my sister, we love watching murder mysteries we love watching anything that's like you know who did it you know midsummer murders and and you know all of these sort of things we love all this sort of stuff right I can just imagine you there mate with like a high tea oh. in the afternoon watching oh yeah, midsummer yeah. Cup, murders. Of tea, cup of tea <laughs> packet of biscuits and we've got midsummer murders on right <laughs> job done for the day right? job done for the day <laughs> <laughs> So we, because because we we enjoy these shows, we obviously run out that, you know, eventually they run out and you sort of have to sort of start branching off to different things. And recently on Netflix, um, there, there's a show which I've I had heard a lot about um, because it's very different. And it's called The Fall. Um, and it was a it was a, a show that was I think it was on the BBC originally. Um, and it's and it's. It stars um, Gillian Anderson, who everyone would probably know from most from the X Files, and is it uh, Jamie Jamie Dornan, um, who's who plays uh, Dorian Gray in Fifty Shades movies? So that's probably where you'd know him from, Jamo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your favourite film franchise. Tell me about it. I've got it. I've got them all on DVD, Blu-ray. <laughs> I've downloaded them so many different times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a show about. It's set in Belfast, and it's about this murderer. And it's different from these other shows where you have to figure out who done it. Where actually you know that it's him. Like he's the guy who's behind it, and the whole time you know that Jamie Dornan's character is called uh, Spectre. Is his last name? So it's called Spectre. And Spectre is this guy who is just the creepiest fuck that you'll ever you'll ever see. And it must have been really fucking hard for this for this guy to to play this role because because when you when you in these shows when you don't know who it is and you spend lots of time with the character, then it doesn't feel as creepy when you find out but when you know that this guy is a psycho and he's killing people and he's like posing them and and he's, he's targeting these professional women who all look the same you're like okay well why is he targeting these people and when he goes home to his family and he's got this normal life and he's a he's a bereavement counselor and he's doing these nice things for people and it's just it creates this this when you're watching it, you've got this feeling of like, oh, my God, I, I like this guy is the weirdest creep. But he's because he's so normal and he's just leading this normal life. And he's got a wife and two kids and he's and he's helping like, in his job for his bereavement counselling. He's helping this woman escape an abusive um, relationship because their son died and the husband's got really abusive and he's and like he's helping her and you're watching him do it and it's like oh he's he's doing a really nice thing but I literally two episodes ago saw him tie someone up and you know <laughs> do horrible things to them and it's and it creates this feeling as a viewer where you're like you don't know how to, you obviously know how to feel but it's it makes you feel uneasy because you don't like watching him do nice things for people mm-hmm. and and the camera work really comes into play here because 
a lot of the time in the show you are so close to him the camera is so close and it's up in his in his face when he's talking and and it makes you feel uncomfortable because you're so close to him and obviously Gillian Anderson's character is um, a detective who's been brought in from London and she because this this um, Belfast um, police precinct is basically just in the shitter and there's this whole other side story with this uh, with Irish gangs and this, this, and 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 it's like you're watching the show and you're thinking how does this how does this relate to what's going on why does this matter they you know they're they're really spending time with these Irish gangs and whatever and then of course eventually it's sort of uh, Spectre sort of gets not involved but he comes across someone in that world and you think oh okay so we're there, there, there's stuff going on here and it's 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 been a really it's a really it's really been a breath of fresh air in terms of these sort of shows because not often do you find out who the who the killer is right at the start you know who it is and that's what makes it really compelling because he's also very unpredictable in terms of the nice things that he's going to do and sometimes he'll just flip and not flip in terms of murder somebody but he'll he'll have a complete personality change and it makes for such compelling viewing when this guy is so normal but also so sinister and there's i think there's three seasons and we've just finished watching the first season and it was very evident in the first season that this was not going to be um concluded in i think it was five episodes six episodes in the first first season so it's quite obvious that this whole series is about specter and um i forget what her name is uh stella i think her name is the detective um her trying to catch him and it's like gets to the last episode it's like yeah there's no way this is gonna like i want this to keep going because because they spend so much time with these characters and you think yeah i can see that they're they're developing these characters and there's no way it, it would feel sort of cheap if they ended it now and then in the next series she was going after somebody else so very i would ve- i really would recommend this show because it is very different you have to be in the right mindset for it you have to go into it knowing that yeah it's gonna it's not gonna be nice and it's and there's gonna be obviously some scenes that some people will find upsetting but if you can get past that and you can see that actually yeah this is a this is a really psychological show and it's really gonna make you think and it's really gonna make you root for um, people to catch him and you know that it's not gonna happen yet and it just makes it makes it very very enjoyable so i would highly recommend it if you've got the stomach for it, because it is it is a bit it is a bit nasty, and there is a cat that dies. So, oh no, you don't see it. Ouch! You don't oh, see it. That's that's worse than humans dying, isn't it? I know it is worse. It's worse. <laughs> I was like, I was watching my sister, and she was like, I turned to her at the end of the episode. She's like, I cannot believe the cat died. <laughs> that happened in the episode. That was her initial reaction. <laughs> yeah, the cat died. Can't believe it. Anyway. Really, really great show. Really great viewing. But again, you have to be in the mood for it. If you don't like that sort of thing, you will not like this show. Mm-hmm. So I, I from... quite fancy looking for that because we've run out of things to watch at the moment. So that sounds really yeah, cool. It's just come up on Netflix. It's really good. And, and Gillian Anderson, yeah. she's really good. She she plays this role of like a cold-hearted bitch. And she comes across like she doesn't give a shit and but but the way that they develop her character is really good you can see that she's just got hard exterior and and underneath it all you know everything that's going on is really affecting her 
So the, the I mean, it's all it is all about the characters in this and how compelling each and every one of them is. Even even the wife of Spectre, you know, you really get to yeah. see her world. And, oh, and, and I like them. Um... I like um, Gillian Anderson anyway as an actress. Yeah, I think yeah. she's a really, really good actress. I mean, aside from the X Files X-Fa- stuff, she's become. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say but yeah, there's a different show for you. Um, but yeah, aside from the X Files stuff, she's she's done some amazing stuff after X Files ended. Yeah. She's done some yeah. really good film and TV stuff. So she's yeah. she's. She is extremely good in this. She's very good. Everyone is good in it. And yet, and it's one of those shows that it is really high quality acting and really high quality story. But it's yeah, it's it's just come up on on Netflix and it's been one of I think it, I think it first came out in like 2013, 2014 or something. So it's been out for a long time. And I think there is a fourth season, but obviously with everything with COVID, um, mm-hmm. it's been been delayed. But yeah, really, 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 really good. So well, unfortunately, it's not on the U.S. Netflix. So, uh, see, see, that's why you. I bet, I bet it's on BritBox. They have that BritBox, Britbox streaming yeah. service over there. It's like <laughs> oh, the really? BBC yeah. and ITV kind of uh, yeah. together. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so from <laughs> very psychological dark murder mystery <laughs> to a giant stupid monster movie. <gasps> yes. <gasps> Time for Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yes, Whoa, it is. What? Yes, I love this film. It? I okay, love it. So, <laughs> so I think we did. We didn't mention this. Was it yeah. last time? We did talk about it monster movies. Ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I obviously, I've my sort of backstory with Godzilla in general is when I was younger. I I was that right age to like some of these stupid things. I was the right age to like Jar Jar Binks, okay? <laughs> that, that was, that, I love Jar Jar Binks. You may just want to end the podcast now. <laughs> when I was when I was little, I had a little I had a little cuddly toy. I also, I had a, a, I I also like Jar Jar Binks, mate, as well. So. I just, <laughs> I had a watch that Jar Jar Binks's face, and you'd open it up, and it'd be a watch face. Anyway. <laughs> I also was young enough to have really enjoyed that terrible 1990 movie with, uh, what was this? Uh, the guy who played Inspector, Inspector Gadget, whatever yeah, his name. Matthew yeah, Matthew yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how that's how you know him from. Yeah, know. Fucking Inspector so, Gadget. I, I, when I was little, that I used to love that Godzilla film. Honestly, it's terrible. When I was little, I used to love it. Um, and I used to watch the, when they came on the TV, I did used to watch some of the old, films and cartoons and stuff that used to come on so i i did used to love godzilla and that very first the uh was it 2014 it came out the gareth edwards yeah. one yeah um that yeah. came out a few years really ago really i really enjoyed that i did i did have the same issues as some people had with the film where he was only really in it for about 15 minutes in terms of screen time and then even when he was on screen it was very dark and um but it's still still you know i, I still really enjoyed that film but with this film, you can tell that they they listened to the feedback of the fans, because where the first Godzilla movie was, you know, barely any Godzilla actually being on screen, this film is literally just monsters, 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 monsters everywhere, and you can tell that the fans loved it. When you look at the uh, like the Rotten Tomatoes reviews, like the critics hated it and the fans absolutely loved it. 
and you've got you know it's it's just a, it's just a stupid monster movie i think yeah i think that's the thing because this film has a terrible story it really <laughs> has a bad story yeah. and there are so many times in this film where people should be dead like they there is so much plot armor in this in this film. It is unbelievable. The amount of times where I think, oh well, they're dead there. Oh, they should be crushed there. Oh, they're well, they're, well, they're dead. No, they come up <laughs> in the next scene. It is it is a poorly written story. Poor wasted actors. There are some really big actors in this, and they're just wasted. You know, you've got someone like Charles Dance. You know, I an know. incredible Shakespearean actor yeah. who was arguably one of the best characters in Game of Thrones is Tywin Lannister and he's sort of shot on the uh, oh I won't do any spoilers yeah (laughs) (laughs) but he's just he's just wasted in this movie really he's only got like two or three big he is in it but he barely has anything to say like it doesn't you know he's just a nothing character (laughs) he's so wasted and you've got someone like Millie Bobby Brown who's amazing as Eleven in stranger things and it's like all she does in this film is scream which is basically all she did in stranger things so <laughs> it's like it's like you know there's lot there's lots of there's lots of potential in terms of the the actual actors and the, and the performances and stuff but they you can tell that was not the focus of this film the focus was getting as many of the, the kaiju or the titans as they call them in yeah. this as many of the titans as they possibly could jammed into this film you know you've got obviously you've got godzilla and you've got classic king Ghidorah. you've got rodan and uh, there's a few more that Mothra, are Mothra, Mothra, yeah, Mothra. yeah, yeah there's a few more uh that show up like some crazy looking woolly mammoth thing and a big spider and of course everyone's favorite queen goddess mothra now mothra's scenes are probably the best scenes even though she's only got like i think like four minutes I think it's four minutes of screen time. Oh, Mothra. Mothra, <laughs> is, Mothra is just the most incredible. I love her so much. Anyway. So, <laughs> the story of how Ben fell in love with a giant moth. I like. know, but everyone loves Mothra. You know, if you're a fan of the Godzilla, you love Mothra. Um, but what they, what they do with this film, and, and it's quite obvious that they, they almost... They almost did too much fan service because... Because they just focused entirely on fan service, it then made the story really bad and then the, the characters were bad. But, you know, you, you can give them praise for, you know, they, they included some of the classic things that happened in the old films. You know, there's there's uh, things like the scientist, you know, things that happened with him, which is, I won't go into that, but um, the underground civilization, the the oxygen destroyer missile, which is the most hilarious name for anything ever. That was originally in the in the original films we're going to fire the oxygen destroyer on him and kill him i mean that's just so stupid but it's great but it's it's what you expect going into this sort of film but and there's even there's even really nice nods to um even in like the in the original movies with mothra they had these i think they were like twin pixies or fairies or something that would summon her and they sort of did a little nod to that in terms of like these two twins that were scientists or something in the film there were there were twin scientists that were uh, in a lot of the mothra scenes anyway um they did definitely win over the fans with this because there are so many great scenes like if you're looking for just a stupid monster 
bash monster fights. Monster fights. That's what it is. It's just mm. it's just monster yeah. porn. That's what it is. And <laughs> and, and, if, and if that's what you're looking for in in, in this, <clears throat> this great, you know. If you're look, if you're going into it expecting there to be a compelling story or great acting and thinking, oh yeah, Charles Dance is in that. Oh yeah, oh I really like Stranger Things. Oh Millie Bobby Brown's in it. Oh that's good. <laughs> no, you're not going to be getting you're not going to be getting anything. It's it's all about fighting, fighting monsters and big big cutscene, big set pieces and cut big scenes. big cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, big set pieces and big um, fights and. And I went into it knowing that that was going to be the case. And I think because I knew I, I could enjoy the bad story, you know, when you just you're just laughing at a film because the story's bad and the dialogue's bad and people are just <clears> popping up and <throat> people are dead. And I'm just sat there laughing the whole time. And and it's it's they and whilst the critics hated it for that very reason that they didn't concentrate on the story, the fans loved it. And obviously, next up is uh, Godzilla vs Kong. Kong call yeah. It. King yeah, Kong. It's follow up. Oh, no, well, did, did you Kong's watch Kong? I did. Yeah, I did see Kong. Kong Skull Island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That because that's a, obviously these are all part of. Is it Warner's Monster Universe or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Skull Island's an amazing film. Yeah, I enjoyed Skull Island. Yeah, yeah. Mon- obviously, there's no script to that either. Besides the stuff in <laughs> Vietnam at the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah. that had a lot of charm but, to it, though that film, because yeah. of that Vietnam setting. It had a had a they sort of went for the the stereotypical Vietnam. Um, yeah. You know, they didn't they didn't go for like apocalypse now, <laughs> because like that they went for, you know. I know. Whatever that, that is. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> I think yeah. I think I think when it comes to 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 to, to like, kaiju movies, especially western ones, it's hard to beat Pacific Rim. I was gonna say cause that's that's yeah. that's the one, isn't it? That's mm. that's the one that's gotten everyone thinking, right? We need to just make monster movies. Mm. Yeah. Like, people loved Pacific Rim, and then did Godzilla, the first Godzilla, come out before Pacific Rim? I um, think it was before it because I think yeah. Pacific Rim caught everyone. Because the thing is with Pacific Rim, is it actually has a good story to it as well, and I think it got everyone was surprised at how good and accomplished it was for a monster movie okay, Pacific, yeah. Pacific Rim came out first Pacific hmm? Rim came out first oh well, did it I yeah, thought yeah. it was so that makes uh, it even more surprising that mm, the first yeah. Godzilla film was the way it was <clears throat> yeah. but, I, but maybe maybe Pacific Rim hadn't maybe the monster movie that we know today hadn't got the traction that it had yeah you know that it has now even that's what i meant to say but you can tell now that these films are just going to be like this now because you've got there was that other one wasn't there rampage was it oh yeah, rampage. yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Rampage. obviously there's been another specific rim and this the, oh, yeah, don't the, talk the, about that. yeah there's just yeah. there's just there's just a there's a there's a, a section of audiences around the world that they don't want to they don't have to think when they go into a movie they want to see giant monsters and giant robots <clears> and <throat> That's okay sometimes to just have a film where, you know what? I want to see Godzilla fight a giant three-headed Hydra and a giant fucking pterodactyl and his girlfriend Mothra helping him. You know, that's all I want. Yeah. Sometimes that's all I want from a movie. Or sometimes I want a really in-depth, deep film. But no, I want to see Godzilla. You know? But (laughs) there you go. There you go. Great. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. He's he's and he's king now. I tell you, 
Kong. There's a reason why they don't call it King Kong. He's just called Kong because he's not king anymore. <laughs> he's not fucking King Kong. I bet he. I bet he is gonna win. You know, just he's for the not. shock yeah. factor. Just for the he's shock not. factor of it, and then people no. moan. What if he goes round? He goes round the. No, he, he goes around the back and bites Godzilla's tail. Oh. And he starts jumping, full Donkey Kong style yeah. He has to jump on his head and knocks him out. All they need to do is just get Ant-Man to shrink him down and then just go straight up his ass and then expand him in the middle of uh, Godzilla and that'll be fine. That's strangely specific, William. I've <laughs> been thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think Will's got the script written down. How I would do Godzilla. Yeah, I, I can officially imagine <laughs> I am the script writer for uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crossover with the Marvel Universe, but it's just Ant-Man. It's just only Ant-Man. Yeah. Uh, what's your song for the week, Ben? Well, to finish us out, I so I know that... So my song is from uh, The Weeknd. Um, and I know he's been he has been around for a, a very long time now. I think like uh, I think it was like early the tw- early 2010s, like 2011, 2012ish. But I've only really started listening to him. Um, and yeah, I just really love a really um, I love that a lot of artists nowadays are embracing that 80s vibe and they're really mm-hmm. going for their heavy like synthesizers and I really really love it. Um, and this new song, I'm sure a lot, I mean, a lot of people will know this song because it is extremely popular at the moment. Um, but yeah, this is Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Great. And that'll play in just a second. I'd like to thank you all for joining us. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Frost Media UK. We also have a Facebook page now, which we Whoa. update very, very rarely. So definitely go and <laughs> like that. <laughs> you haven't mentioned your YouTube channel it's been like like an hour i'm shaking now i'm shaking Uh, (laughs) Uh, youtube.com forward slash frost gaming video (laughs) (laughs) and i would just like to mention my youtube channel which is i do not have one yet the end Uh, and ben has one which is uh, nazara nation sam also has one Um, yeah ready for a relaunch and then and sam has one as well which is invader sam where she unboxed the Beings box recently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like being confident in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben, how many videos your EVE Online, oh. your Eve Online videos got now, mate? Like, they, they are up there, aren't they? They're up there, them videos. I mean, they're from, like, oh. 2011, but it's got, like, 3,000... <laughs> wait, wait, Crazy. You could probably monetize. Three thousand seven hundred views. You probably had a little. You probably had a little window where you could have monetized. <laughs> I had a your window channel, in twenty eleven. You... <laughs> I had a window of opportunity. And you've lost it. It's been nine I years. I did. No, sorry. It's my. It's my. My DC Universe video from eight years ago. Three thousand seven hundred views. God. Eve Online. Two thousand seven. Look. Look at this. Wow. Jesus. I missed out. Mm-hmm. You did. Missed you, out. Could, you, you could have literally oh. been been up there by now, mate. I'd have been in the next PewDiePie. You could have been playing with uh, Ninja right now. Yeah, I, I am Ninja. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you are Ninja. In, in an alternate next. universe. <laughs> in an alternate universe. You know, I can see that. You do kind of like, have similarities. Yeah, you actually kind of look the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is... There you go. Oh, hold up. I'm just being told. Little G-Weld. Sorry, I... 
I don't have a YouTube channel, but my of son course. does. Yes, yes, little G yeah, World. Subscribe. Subscribe if you hear that. Yeah. <laughs> New content's coming soon, apparently, if you heard that, yes. Nice. Well, thank you for joining us, and thank you, Sam, for joining us as well, new member of the podcast. It wasn't too bad. Thank you, Sam. Well done. (laughs) All right, so we will see you next month. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Show me how to love